Hello again. I'm Trip Rogers. He's the Hall of Famer, Mike Sheck. We are the fantasy soul getting set for week 15 in the NFL, and it's fantasy playoff season. Second only to Festivus uh, in terms of our <laughs> in terms of of our thing, what we like to talk about. Uh, week 15 is the time of year you live for. If you are a fantasy football player, it is the playoffs. And again, some people are in, some people are out. We're going to help you if you're in. We're going to give you some import experts. Although at this point of the year, you should be set with your team. And the other uh, kind of uh, curveball that you get this week is that you have three games on Saturday as the NFL takes over for college football on Saturdays. You got a triple header on the NFL network. In addition to the Thursday night game, you've got Sunday slate of games and then Sunday night. And then Monday, you have a game also. But week 15, always a big week in fantasy. And, of course, we have to deal with injuries and filling some shoes. Correct, Mr. Sheck? That is correct. And you want the players that rise to the occasion to step up. Now is the time to do so. And big players who are stepping up and moving in the right direction. Yeah, the likes of Rashad White. Odell Beckham Jr., Kyle Pitts, Dante Foreman, and Saquon Barkley. They're all putting up nice stats for fantasy football owners, and this is what you want. I talk about it on the show. I've said a few times so far, leading up to the playoffs, the fantasy playoffs, you want consistency. This is the time these players need to step up. I don't care what you do the first 10 weeks. Give me some consistency, but now give me it each and every week you need it's a, it's one and done playoffs winner go home baby so you got to get it and if you've made the playoffs obviously you've got something cooking or have had something cooking for a while this fantasy yeah. season i i was really surprised uh since week six you know saquon barkley leading rusher in the nfl i was shocked when they said that the other night during the uh, monday night game that was surprising, but you mentioned Saquon Barkley. He's one of the guys who you're looking forward to down the stretch. But again, for every positive players doing well down the stretch, there's a negative. You've got players' injuries, and you have a huge quarterback injury, which we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, Justin Herbert out for the season. And again, I built two of my teams around Justin Herbert this year. One of them is in the consolation round of the playoffs. The other one, I am in fantasy, but I've got to find a quarterback because I was only carrying one quarterback because I don't know. Let's see. These guys doing a podcast called the uh, Sultamanias, uh, Salt <laughs> of the Earth, uh, they said only carry one quarterback. And so I was listening to my own advice and mm -hmm. I carried one quarterback. Well, that one quarterback is Justin Herbert and he's now out. So I got to find a replacement. And the other thing about this past week, we kept waiting for C.J. Stroud to throw a clunker. I threw a clunker against the Jets. And it just adds to the Stroud woes game. that yeah. Houston has had. I mean, Stroud was just fantasy gold this year. And he just – the concussion and then all the injuries that Houston had – they're in the playoff hunt, but you kind of wonder, you know, is this the beginning of the end for this brilliant rookie season for C.J. Stroud? Uh, I, I think the funniest thing of all is the fact that Zach Wilson and Tommy DeVito, two New York quarterbacks, both offensive players of the weeks in the AFC and the NFC. 
And if you mm-hmm. tell me you had either of those guys on your roster at the beginning of the season, well, I'm going to say you're lying. Or else, <laughs> else you're in a 20-team league. There is no way. There is, And we even said, you don't want to go near Zach Wilson. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Um, Daniel Jones, yeah. Tyrod Taylor, maybe. Tommy DeVito, no way. No way. <laughs> you know, but... Again, that, that kind of leads into our, our our import exports for this week. And, in fact, um, let's get at it. We've got also got an interesting uh, proposition. Uh, a um, Yahoo fantasy writer uh, posted something this week, which uh, Mikey and I are going to talk about in just a little bit. But uh, first off, import exports, I'll lead off this week. And for week 15, again, no buys because, again, we have the expanded schedule and we'll have games on Saturday, too. Um, Ty Chandler for Minnesota. And I know his name has bounced around uh, this year on the Fantasy Sultans. Uh, he is currently available in 78% of leagues. And, and the thing about it is, is that Oscar Madison, or Oscar Madison, I'm thinking of the odd couple, uh, Alexander <laughs> Madison, um, if, his ankle injury, if he is out, this is the guy who's going to get a lot of the work. Now, he was starting to get some work Next to Madison, uh, weeks 10 and 11. And he, he, he did pretty well. But then it all fell fell off, and he kind of sat, but had to come in after Madison went down. And the other part of it is, if Madison misses time, Chandler could be the one to pick up the extra uh, touches. An RB2, as long as Madison is out, and he's got he's going to be at Cincinnati, and that's the 1 o'clock game on Saturday. Also, home against Detroit and home against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, looking for tight end help. Well, who couldn't be? If you don't have a tight end named Travis Kelsey or George Kittle or Jake Ferguson for Dallas, then or Pat Fryermuth, he's not bad. Uh, David Njoku, who's done well too. You don't have any of those guys? How about Kate Otten for Tampa Bay? Now, Tampa Bay is in the hunt, but the thing about Tampa Bay's offense is, you know, you got Mike Evans, you got Chris Godwin, but Kate Otten is a nice safety valve, and he's got a fantasy-friendly schedule coming up next three weeks at Green Bay, against Jacksonville, and against New Orleans. This could be a time for you to make hay with Kay Otten. He had 10 points, 10 fantasy points in the victory over the Panthers. Uh, Excuse me, 10 points against the Falcons, I should say, week 13. He is a guy who I think uh, could give you some points if you're looking for it in the tight end position. And again, tight end is a tough position. Here's somebody I want you to put on your uh, radar for next week. Hunter Henry for New England. Now, let's face it. The New England offense is a dumpster fire. Uh, you know, Bailey Zappi, not the answer. Uh, <laughs> Bill Belichick, not the answer next year. Uh, but Hunter Henry is going to have a really great opportunity week 16 against Denver and Denver, of course, you know, listen, Kendrick Bourne going down, um, you know, Hunter Henry had a great week. It fell off last week, the last couple of games because of the fact that New England's offense is so awful, but that week 16 game, that could be the difference. And if you have room on your roster, Maybe grab Hunter Henry now. He should be available in about three quarters of the leagues in around fantasy land. Now, you say you need a quarterback. All right. I'm going to go with one that probably will surprise you. Tommy Cutlets, baby. Oh. <laughs> Tommy Cutlets. Tommy DeVito, listen, 
this guy, you know, has done nothing but win so far. And believe it or not, if you look at the last four games, he is 0.4. That's tenths of a point behind Patrick Mahomes in yeah. fantasy production. Now, the the key on this is how many of those doesn't make mistakes? He's he's not turning the ball over. He's got the Giants. The Giants are not going to wow you with their offensive consistency. Now, this is not the Miami Dolphins. You know, this is the New York Giants. But he keeps them in games. He did a great job in the two-minute drill to lead him down for that winning field goal. And he's got a very favorable fantasy schedule. Oh, yeah, and let's not forget Darren Waller could be coming back for him. Uh, matchups are not really that bad next couple of weeks. They're at New Orleans. They're at Philadelphia. And they host the Los Angeles Rams. Tommy Cutlets could be somebody to grab. And again, he could make some hay for you in your fantasy playoffs. Uh, you're looking for a defense. How about streaming the Indianapolis Colts defense? Why, you say? Two words. Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Never a bad idea to target the Mitchapalooza when you're streaming a defense. I got three exports for you. Uh, Pittsburgh, Deontay Johnson, you know, I, I cannot get over how bad he has been. In the situation in Pittsburgh, you got Big Ben Roethlisberger turning on Mike Tomlin. I mean, this is not good. I think they hit a low in that loss against the New England Patriots, especially given the fact that New England outgunned them in the first half. And again, we're not talking about the second coming of Roger Staubach. I mean, you know, we, we, Bailey Zappi's not that good. I mean, the quarterback situation in New England is just awful. I mean, the offense situation is awful. But Deontay Johnson is who we're talking about, and, and I think he has been a huge disappointment this year. I don't see much coming from Pittsburgh's offense, especially Mr. Vicky's going to Trubisky's going to be the quarterback. Now you may get some relief if Kenny Pickett gets back in the lineup, but that's if, and when I think at this point, Deontay Johnson's fantasy relevance is over another export. I'm getting off the Gus bus, Gus Edwards in Baltimore. He was targeted for so much more. You thought he was going to be great, but unfortunately he's not doing it and he's putting the ball on the turf the gus bus has left and i think you can get gus edwards off of your roster he's not going to help you last but not least it was a great story he was traded less than two weeks before the start of the regular season and started for arizona and then when Kyler Murray came back for Arizona, he was traded to Minnesota. And, oh, he didn't even know the names of his wide receivers. He gets thrust in a game and ends up playing out of his mind. Unfortunately, it looks like the train has left the station. Josh Dobbs' story, while it was a good feel-good story this year, he has fallen back to earth. Nick Mullins gets to start on Saturday, and I don't think Josh Dobbs is going to help you. And, again, if you are looking for a quarterback, Justin Herbert out. Uh, Josh Dobbs would have been somebody I'd say last week. Yeah, go ahead and grab him. This week, no. I don't think you want to. Uh, Josh Dobbs, I would definitely say get off of your roster. And those are my imports and exports. Mike, who you got for imports? Well, I'm going to start in Kansas City and running back Jarek McKinnon. Isaiah Pacheco was out last week with a shoulder injury, and McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, they split the carries. Well, Edwards-Hilaire led the Chiefs with 11 carries to McKinnon's four. He also played 48% of the snaps to McKinnon's 45 
but it was McKinnon who had 19 yards and a touchdown. Clyde did not see the end zone. Now, I know that Kadarius Toney is the gift that keeps on giving in Kansas City with his mistakes, but the Chiefs are definitely going to be reeling last week after that Buffalo loss. I think they get back on track. And looking at the numbers for McKinnon, I definitely think he is the edge in PPR leagues. Moving on, we'll stay in the AFC West, and I'm going to import running back Zamir White in Las Vegas. And last week was pretty smash-mouth football if you like defensive battles and you're a fan of low-scoring games. But anybody who likes offense, well, it was like watching paint dry. Yeah, that was pretty awful last week for those two teams. It took the opposing team 58 minutes to score a field goal, and that's all that the that they could muster in this game completely. It was an absolutely defensive battle all the way through, no offenses. And Zamir White, he didn't do much on the stat sheet either. Only uh, two touches, eight yards. He didn't even get a first down in yardage. That's how bad it was. But Josh Jacobs but. did come out of there with an injury. He is questionable to play this week. If he doesn't play, Zamir White's the guy who will get uh, who will see some of the workload increase. If not, he's still a nice handcuff that you can keep on your bench if Jacobs does, in fact, go down with another injury. All right, let's get to the big hands. And you talked about the New York Giants, uh, Tommy DeVito. Well, I'm talking about Wandale Robinson for the G-Men. That's right. Came up big last week uh, with uh, six catches, 79 yards on seven targets. What's helping is production. Oh, yeah. A guy by the name of Tommy Cutlets with a side of rigatoni. He is getting the job done in New York. Over the last few weeks, New York's improved quarterback play is helping them out. And that is certainly helping out Wandale Robinson. He's a guy you want to pick up. I think we have a little recurring theme here for our import-exports. What are we talking about? We're talking about the next man up mentality. And this certainly does apply for the Los Angeles Rams. I'm talking about tight end Davis Allen. After Tyler Higby, late scratch last week. Well, guess what? Allen turned heads for the Rams. Four catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Higby might be out for a consecutive week, and Allen could be a very nice streaming option in deeper leagues, so I would definitely want to import him. Let's go to the players that you can cut the bait on. First, we'll talk about George Pickens of Pittsburgh. You talked about Deontay Johnson. Well, I'm talking about George Pickens, and he is a big name that uh, I say, folks, you just have to cut the bait on. I I know it's a shock here. Big name. He's a playmaker for the Steelers, but you know what? The Steelers are not getting him the ball, and I just don't understand why, because he's your biggest playmaker on offense, and it's just not getting it done. I think Richard Sherman said a couple of weeks ago in a Thursday night game, I actually that New England game, you are not getting the ball of George Pickens. What is going on? So uh, that is certainly the, the case for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. I just don't trust them. You know, I mean, if you if you have the roster space and you could really afford to keep him on, Maybe do that, but I would say at this point, it's just not worth the hassle. I would want to uh, export him. How about Houston's running back, Damian Pierce? Here's another guy playing with fewer snaps than Derry Ogumbawale in week 14. Finished with four carries, nine yards, and doesn't have a single game this season over 13 PPR points. Not a player that you could trust in the postseason. And, you know, I want to talk about... uh, as we wrap up the import exports, I want to talk about when we when we say to export these guys, 
not every player we're talking about you should cut because every player's situation is very unique when you're playing fantasy football. Maybe you could afford to keep the guy, like I said, with George Pickens. If you have the roster space, you definitely want to keep him. But if not, cut these guys. And like I said, in the situation, every situation is very different. It's important to know your opponents in your league and how they value players. Because remember, if you cut that player, maybe somebody else, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure, they say. Know your opponent and who you're cutting that bait off to. You know, you you bring up a good point. And, 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 and by the way, one of the things I wanted to mention on your imports uh, of, of Davis Allen, um, Matt Stafford getting hot at the right time of year. And yes, he, he is. is somebody, you know, he is somebody who I, we didn't mention, but he would be a guy if he's available and you're looking for a quarterback. And again, replacement for Justin Herbert. I mean, Matt Stafford's doing a good job, and that uh, Rams offense is really starting to gel uh, there. I wanted to, to throw that in there real quick. So this week, it was interesting because a fantasy writer for Yahoo made the comment, next year, Travis Kelsey should not be drafted in the first two rounds. Now, let's let's lay some groundwork here. Travis Kelsey has number one tight end, production-wise, mm -hmm. by a landslide. It's Travis Kelsey, take a notch down, and then it's everybody else, all right? But he's saying next year, I wouldn't waste one of my first two picks and draft him in the first two rounds. And 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 that kind of shocked some folks. Mike, you disagree with that comment. Well, it's shocking me because Kelsey's putting up elite numbers as a tight end with the exception of, and I think you left this guy off your list, Sam Laporta. He's doing an outstanding job in his rookie season for the Detroit mm -hmm. Lions. Uh, I don't think anybody would have saw that coming, that Laporta would have had the season that he has. But I think when you compare Kelsey to Kittle in the games of, uh, you know, 10 games of double-digit fantasy points to Kittle's eight, they're both tied with six games of more than 15 points, all right? Uh, five touchdowns on the season for Kelsey to Kittle's six. So Kittle's slightly doing better in that category. And I think Kittle's the better all overall tight end this season with his performance-wise. But, I, you know, I definitely think that Kelsey's a guy that, you know, he gives you the numbers and his consistency. I don't think, I still say, no, I, I think it's it's generous to give him a round one status. I don't know about the first round. The second round, I would definitely see him in an ADP range of around 15 to 18, somewhere in that category, because he still puts up the numbers week in and week out. I mean, you know, again, you're and the, he had that big injury. Uh, well, he avoided that big injury, we should say, at the beginning of the season. And, and that scared a lot of people. And I know that age is becoming a factor, too, with Travis Kelsey. And, and that may be a reason why, uh, you know, a lot of people are valuing him not to be a, a round one or a round two because of the age. But again, until I see a significant drop off from Kelsey, I still say you draft him round two. That's All where right. he that he, that's where he should be. All right. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to agree with the writer. And here's why I'm going to say this. Um, the distraction for Ka Travis Kelsey this year, obviously the Taylor Swift. And yeah. I think the the distraction is only going to get worse next year if they're still dating or if perhaps they are engaged or whatever, because I think that distraction is going to start affecting him. The other part of the problem is 
the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the reasons why Travis Kelsey is such a standout is because, well, the dumpster fire that is the Kansas City wide receiving core. It's awful. They're terrible. And, of course, our favorite whipping boy, Kadarius Coney. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but, 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 but seriously, the problem is Kansas City is not the same offense that Eric Bieniemy had. And Bienemy is now in Washington with the Commanders. Who knows? He may go back to Kansas City next year. Although I think Bienemy gets a chance to be a head coach somewhere because he's that good of an offensive mind. That having been said, though, I I think the Taylor Swift distraction is going to start taking a toll on Travis Kelsey. I'm not saying his football playing ability will suffer, but I don't know if I would take him in the first two rounds. I would have to say, again, this is far too early to talk about this, but I don't know if I would take him because, again, the fall-off factor could be great and the distraction factor could be even worse because, again, we're talking a year from now. You don't know what's going to be happening. And let's say you know, his high-profile romance with Taylor Swift is still going on. Again, that is going to be a distraction for him. I think he's handled it well, and, and again, He's still, he's the top tight end this year, but you know, that's next year. And we've seen players fall off a cliff sometimes and it can happen just like that. So I, I was interested. It's an interesting point. It's a good, good uh, point counterpoint for us. One other quick thing, as we mentioned, as we get down to the fantasy playoffs, um, you got to keep in mind, you've got to keep looking ahead. And one thing, you know, we're talking about guys you want to import the other thing you want to do is take a look at who is available and you may want to import them just to keep them out of somebody else's hands. Now, a case in point, you may not have a need for a quarterback. You may not have a need for a quarterback, uh, an extra quarterback, I should say, but you may want to keep a Matthew Stafford or a Tommy DeVito out of the hands of somebody else in your league. And this is where you got to look at your IR space because in Yahoo and at ESPN, if a player is listed out, you can put him on the IR, move him off your roster, put somebody else in. And again, it's called being proactive, not reactive. So you want to just grab somebody and again, Using that IR space smartly, that's not saying you're going to keep a guy in IR. Every week you have a chance to take him off of IR, but you never know what's going to happen. And, and a case in point is Ty Chandler. I have him on, I had him on one of my teams, and I and and, and seeing that Alexander Madison is going to be out, I was going to cut Ty Chandler. I was going to try and get somebody else. I needed another piece of the puzzle. And instead, I decided to keep him. Uh, I also manipulated my IR and I put Justin Herbert there and I cut somebody else and I grabbed somebody who I'm not necessarily going to use, but again, I want to keep him off out of the hands of the other playoff teams. You got to think smart. And again, that's what you need to look at as you go forward in the playoffs, because you should have your roster set. I mean, you might have a handcuff or two, but if you got some roster space and again, you don't want somebody else to get, the hot guy who could surprise you down the stretch. That's why our import exports, I mean, again, pay attention. I think we know I th we know what we're talking about, don't Yeah, I think we do. Yeah, we've been doing <laughs> this for a while. I think we know what we're talking about. I know what's coming up next week, though. 
the most wonderful time of the oh, year. Oh, yeah. Fantasy Festivus. That's right. And our list of fantasy grievances. And it's we got a lot growing, of problems. It's growing by the minute. Yep. Yes, it is. We're making a list and we're checking it twice. That's for oh, sure. Oh, yes. Fantasy Festivus. Oh, boy. I can't can't wait we're getting the pole out of the crawl space we'll have the feats of strength oh yeah we're doing it all fantasy festivus look forward to that show every year and that is the fantasy souls for week 15 hey listen you got any comments or questions please feel free uh let us know just email fantasy at gmail.com uh keep an eye out for my other podcast a video podcast you can find it on this uh, trips take by the way you can find it on spotify for podcasters and youtube just uh, search for Trips Takes, same spot you can find this fine podcast. If you like the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, give a listen to WTRSradio.com online. And you listen to the Sultans or you watch them on YouTube because we toss out a plethora of players for you to get you to the postseason success. We want you to have a successful season. We want you to bring home the championship. We're going to guide you every step of the way because we are the Fantasy Sultans. And you're nice, but you are not the Fantasy Sultans.